Welcome to the Hot Ticket Podcast. This is episode 178 on this episode. Oh my God, what a special one. Uh, One, for starters, we discuss our new release, cigar release called Donger's Knockout, um, distributed by My Cigar Pack and blended by Danny DeFabio from Rodriguez Cigars. So this whole podcast is a combination of a discussion um, with everybody involved in this process and why we did what we did. And of course, talking about uh, the outlook of next year, uh, what Rodriguez is going to be doing in the future, what my cigar pack is going to be doing in the future, what hot tickets going to be doing in the future. It's just an absolutely amazing conversation um, between you know, really good friends. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy the episode. Please go check out the Knockout Cigar. You can check out the details on the cigar at www.hotticketweekly.com. So that is our website. And the details are on a link at the top called Donger's Knockout. You can buy these cigars at My Cigar Pack under subscription for Factory Direct or as an add-on uh, subscription to uh, the regular packs from month to month, or you can buy the five packs individually at cigaryard.com. We have links in our bio for that as well. Um, and we talk about it throughout the episode. So we hope you guys enjoy this episode greatly. We hope you enjoy the cigars. Um, hopefully they make good Christmas gifts for anybody looking for, um, a great value cigar, um, that's going to blow your freaking face off. So, all right, let's get into the episode. Enjoy everyone. I feel, I feel like uh, I feel like your boy Chris, his his backdrop is like so much cool in art because it reminds me of like a Call of Duty type of like setting. <laughs> oh no, Chris, Chris is Chris is like legit. I, I was thinking like the dungeon in the first Saul movie, like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks. I, good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. What's going on. Everyone being well. Wherever they're at. I, I went through a bout of COVID. Like my entire family, that was fun. But did you get it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, so we, crap. Like a few of us got tested, but they, it came back negative. And uh, the doctors on the phone told us that doesn't mean you didn't have it. It just means that we we encourage people to get tested within the first five to seven days of exposure or at the first signs of symptoms. The problem is we didn't find out that we were exposed until a week later because of a family member of one of our children's, like the biological father of uh, my fiance's uh, daughter was around her father who had it and didn't get tested until a week later. And we're like, fuck, does that mean we have it? So then we started showing symptoms. And for me, it was very easy. Uh, My son was asymptomatic. Kelsey, my fiance had a good majority of the symptoms and our baby, our newborn baby, who's not even like over a little over a month old, started getting symptoms. And then Elena, uh, her daughter had symptoms, but all in all, we all came back negative and all of us are fine. But like, all I had was literally, I had cold chills the first day, which was like, Oh, something's off. And then I had a really bad headache for like a few days and I was extremely foggy headed and, uh, and really fatigued. That was it. That was it. But we're there a few? We're still not a hundred percent sure whether or not you had it. No, I could have had alcohol withdrawal because I know we I do. Have. Don't we? Don't really actually. I want to preface this for a potentially sensitive audience that we yeah. don't actually know if Chris had COVID. 
no, but but it it sounds it sounds cool to say you have it at this point. Like part of me is just like wants to have it. Like there's nothing more liberating at this point just to know that I had it and just be able to move on and not give a fuck anymore. I mean, I mean that that has traditionally been like the, I mean, some people would say ignorant stance, but at the same time, more of like the realistic stance, right? Let's get it, let's get it over with, let's get it, you know, let's get back to to being healthy. But I've heard that people are actually getting it twice yeah i've heard the same so, thing like the antibodies only last like three months and then you yep oh okay yeah so do your research chris before you start oh, looking you're at now you're talking about this jeez <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna finish this whole bottle listen to this danny's down there sequestered in the key west and here we are dealing with real issues up here <laughs> hey danny by the way by the way i wore this like, look at my hat and look at my shirt. I did this just because the last time that you were on, I was so pissed that you had that beautiful backdrop and the whole, like, trees blowing, the palm trees blowing, and just well, now I like they were waving at us. And this time, not this time, buddy. Yeah, now I'm the one looking at palm trees. All right, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, I want to preface, if I were to turn the camera slightly to the left, you would see snow showers outside my window. Oh yeah. Ever in the comfort of this room. That should be your backdrop. Are you serious? I yeah, man. Should you not? There was almost no room in this lounge for me to record this, but the owners found me a spot where I could do it, where it's not as noisy. But I was contemplating going outside where it's 32 degrees Fahrenheit to record this fucking episode while smoking the cigar. Oh, yeah. By God. the way, your audio sounds crazy. It sounds like it's like peaking constantly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, turn, turn that gain down. How's get, that? Get your COVID mouth. Closed. Oh yeah, much better, much better. Oh yeah, that's so much better. I'll be able to edit a lot of that out, but Jesus Lord, that was like, whew. So well, Adam, Corey, but those those lights are sick, man. Dude, I have them on just like just this rotating red and gray, which I didn't know I could do until this morning. I was like, this is gonna be a lot of fun. I figured. I've out seen like it. blue and purple, but the, but this, but this, yeah. man, this is this is another level. Well, I mean, this is like literally the Christmas episode because as it releases yeah. next week, it'll go through Christmas time. So I'm like, why? Right. I mean, got to do it. We got to do it. It just makes sense. Yeah, same. I put a bunch of bows over the, the packs. I know. So. I love that. Are you in Miami right now? By the way. Yeah, I am. Are you there permanently forever? I am. Right I am. I am apartment hunting. Um, I will move first or second weeks of a week of January tops. So I'll be three hours away from DeFabio, and I'll be a, three hours away on a plane from from you guys. So, bro, that that's music. To Bring my- it. That's wild. So wait, you we've talked about this before, but yeah. I think it was at a point of which you in our conversation, we're contemplating it. You wanted to do it. You wanted to move to Miami, but it wasn't a yeah. definitive. And we were also very intoxicated. So yeah. I didn't know how much, I didn't know how much realism there was to it, but it's like a real, it's a definitive thing now. Yeah, man. Um, there's a uh, complex situation with me being a Dominican, you know, with a pa- Dominican passport and not being able to be here full time. But I figured out a way that I could do so finally, and I've outweighed uh, being in Miami uh, full time much um, over being in the Dominican Republic and having that connection with manufacturers there. I mean, it's not that, like we're a Dominican company; we are essentially a intermediary for all um, right. all brands, you know, from Nicaragua, from Honduras. So I'm I'm going to be in a much more strategic uh, place right now uh, in 
in being full-time in Miami uh, now that I've figured out the way. And I think we're going to have a lot more growth and we're going to be doing a bunch of stuff together. So I'm excited. So did you get married? How no, did you, uh, how did getting you get student? student yeah. Okay. I went with like the obvious, like the, probably the most obvious for most people. Nah. But at the same time, I'm like, there's no way Alex got married. There's no, nah, I'm going to be doing a, I'm going to, I'm going to be doing a master's in international business while I, uh, you know, while I live here. So nice. Nice. Yeah. Hey, now this will be news for you guys. I happen to be engaged now. Yeah. Chris got nice. Yeah. yeah. I, propo- I proposed the other night because we just had a newborn baby, uh, like November 2nd. And, and let me, let me just say this, you know, I think it's, I think it's prototypical for, for most people that propose, um, to their, their, their newly fiancés that it probably takes like 15 minutes, right? Maybe 10 minutes, probably even five minutes. You just, you set the stage and you, and, and you, you make them feel warm and cozy. And then you go, Hey, um, will you marry me? Or, or maybe you might lead into it like, you know, we've had such a good time together. I feel like I want to take this to the next level. I love you so much, blah, blah, blah. Let me just, let me just say this. Uh, my proposal took an hour and 50 minutes. What? How? Okay. Right. Wait, I, I got two questions. I got two <laughs> questions. I got two questions. Well, I mean, one's common. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Um, two, how do you, how do you actually like propose when you've already given birth to a child together to, with someone like, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's, it's weird. I'm saying you don't propose you, you kind of agree to get married. No. Well, you, well, um, <laughs> you know, I, it helps not to be Catholic, uh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, at least as it pertains to the proposal, you know, I knew very early on being with Kelsey that I was going to want to marry her. Um, But I was trying to wait for a time where it was advantageous to do so. First one being that I wanted us to move into our new house that's being remodeled. The problem is there's so many delays with that, that it's not looking very promising. I remember I was there. Yeah. And there's a lot of stress about moving into this new place and we're staying at our parents' house with three kids and it's just craziness. So we were going to bed the other night and she was talking about a, a session she had with her therapist. And one of the sessions, like one of the topics was about me. Like, you know, she's like, I don't know, Chris, but it sounds like, you know, maybe he's, maybe there's commitment things he needs to work through, whatever. He was with someone for like 15 plus years before that. Maybe he just needs to work through things before he's able to commit and move on. And I start smiling at Kelsey and she's like, why are you fucking smiling at me? That is weird. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, don't worry about it. So as we're going to bed, she's laying there with our baby because we're like laying next to her trying to like uh, comfort her because she's like kind of colicky right now. And I was like, you remember when I started smiling at you when you said I had commitment issues and you thought it was weird? And she goes, yeah. I was like, well, I don't think you understand. Like, I love you to death. And that's. I think your therapist is wrong. <laughs> so, so I started going through an hour and a half. No. So this is where it gets crazy. So I'm trying to explain to her what, like leading into why I love her so much. And our baby starts freaking out as I'm going through all this 
discussion. <laughs> and then she has to breastfeed her. So then our baby, we get interrupted because Sutton wants to breastfeed. So that killed like 30 minutes. And then I'm trying to keep iterating, like, and continue the conversation. And before we know it, like an hour has gone by. I was like, hey, I was like, I feel like this is a recording studio, like a, like I'm an artist in a recording studio. I was like, can I take it from the top again? I want to start this over. I was like, do you remember when I laughed at you? I was smiling and laughing at you, making those comments about your discussion with a therapist. And she starts breaking up laughing and, and she feels my hand go around her waist and I have the ring in my hand. And she's like, Oh my God, don't fucking tell me that is what I think it is. <laughs> and so, so she's like, don't do it. Like, I don't even want to see it right now. And she, she's really awkward. Wait, are we so, talking about a ring or your penis? I'm ring. So it's this like weird, uncomfortable conversation. Cause she's like trying to like avoid it because it's making her uncomfortable. And I'm like, shit, should I propose right now? Like, is this a good time? I don't think it is. Maybe not. And I was like, I'm just going to power through it. So <laughs> I spent the next 40 minutes <laughs> after wow. almost an hour in uh, going over the same things. And then I was like, and then she's just kind of looking at me. She's getting teary eyed. And I was like, listen, will you please just fucking marry me? <laughs> and she starts <laughs> laughing. <laughs> and, and then she's like, of course I will. <laughs> so, that's great, that's, man. Congrats. That's kind of how it played out. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey guys, I just want to make a quick suggestion. So yeah. any, any moment that we're going to be referring to, like, for example, you just referred to a penis or, you know, a phallus of any kind, let's just try to use the word donger for obvious oh, yeah. purposes. Sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. any, for any listener, how did that escape me? I mean, for any listener, it's going to get like donger being played all over multiple times. Wh whatever, whoever has an iPhone around, Siri's going to catch that. And we want Hot Ticket Weekly and, you know, knock, <laughs> dongers knockout ads all over the place. You know, we want listeners to go over back to their phones after they listen to the, to the podcast and they, they're Googling something and they randomly get a dongers knockout ad. Okay. We, we want, want husbands and wives to get in trouble because I want dongers all over everybody's phones. And yep. I want wives and husbands to try to figure out I, why there's so well, many dongers all over their phones. I want dongers in everyone's mouth across the nation, you know? Yep. yep. Well, what's, what's we, funny is that, Chris, you have a donger in your mouth. Danny's got yep. a donger in his mouth. Alex has a donger in his mouth. I currently don't have a donger in my mouth. I'm dongerless right now. You went too prematurely, bro. You smoked it. You put it in your mouth too soon. Premature. We we want phones all over America to stop getting flamber 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 alerts. We want <laughs> donger alerts. Okay, that's what we really want. That's great. So hey, Danny, um, you were just in. So Alex said you were in Guatemala, and just before that, you were in Vail, Colorado. So how does one get to take two vacations back to back? Um. Well. First vacation, me and my wife were celebrating our wedding anniversary. All right, that's fair. Uh, oh, shit. Congratulations. Was, uh, November 11th, but we decided to take the trip, uh, you know, a little bit later, you know, early December for, you know, snow reasons and weather. Um, so it was a great time. Uh, we, we skied the first two days and then it just got a little too warm. 
got into like the, the low forties during the day. So we just didn't, this didn't want to ski the mountain with those type of conditions. And, you know, after skiing on, you know, great conditions. So we ended up just walking around the town and, you know, you know, eating at very, very nice places that, uh, you know, just so much diversity in, in those two towns with uh, the cuisine. And we, uh, we had a great time. It was uh, super relaxing, man. You know, we don't get a chance to see snow or mountains like that. So whenever we go, uh, you know, island people get a chance to go to places like that. We tend to just, you know, sit in a chair and bundle up and, and check out the views, man, and soak it all in. Yeah, that sounds nice. It looked awesome. I was jealous. I've only been to, I've been to Vail twice, but oh, I've really? been like, I've been to the worst, like the worst time to go there, which is both times was in September and it was like 85 degrees. Even up in Vail was like 70 something. So people weren't obviously on the mountain skiing. It was just a bunch of people riding bikes down the mountain. Essentially, oh, all that was happening. Delicious weather, though. <laughs> so I mean, what about? It was beautiful. I mean, obviously, yeah. just being there is beautiful, and the town's really cool. But it, you don't get like, there's no robust. I mean, there's it, there's not the bustle that you get in the winter time. Like it's a resort yeah, town. Yeah. So like when I went there, it, there was nobody there. It was like a ghost town because it's you know off season. I mean, everything was still open, but there's just not a lot of people. So you didn't really yeah, get I, a good like vibe, you know. I flew to Denver after I, I left your house, so right. I was I, that was the best you know, that was like San Diego prime weather, you know, 70 degrees outside sun's out. It was, yeah. it was delicious. So I, I can, I can get what you, Oh yeah. You're trying to depict. It was, I mean, every time I go there, I don't think I've ever been there where the weather's been bad. I've not, and I've been to Denver, I don't know, 10 times probably. And I've, and I only go in September because I've never gone there with like horrible inclement weather ever, except I got caught in a, what do they call them? They call them a uh, shit lizards. Um, no, I know what a blizzard is. Um, <laughs> no. There's like, it's a, oh, a microburst. So essentially microburst. what it is, it's like a pocket. It's a pocket of precipitation that comes off the mountain. This is the, literally the scariest moment of my life. It's a pocket of precipitation that comes off a mountain. And Lauren and I were flying out for vacation. And the pilot was like, we're going to hit some really bad turbulence, like really bad. So, and he's like, brace yourselves. And I was like, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> like when a pilot's like, brace yourself, like. I'm terrified already. And I'm not terrified of flying. I fly all the time. And the guy next to me, I had talked to her for a little bit and he was a business guy on a business trip. And he was like sitting there reading a book. And then the pilot finally says, we're going to be going through a microburst. So these, uh, these pockets of like air and precipitation come off the mountain and they explode over the city. So it's essentially like popping a balloon full of water and we're flying right through this thing. And we had to approach and go back up and circle three different times. I mean, we were a hundred wow. feet from the runway and they just hit the engines and they're like, we got to take off again. And it's just like, and you're, and dude, people are bouncing up in their seats. Like heads are hitting the overhead. There's ladies and guys throwing up in the middle of the aisle. You just hear people going, Aah! the guy next to Jeez. me grabbed my leg. And he was <laughs> holding on for dear life. <laughs> I mean, we, I was like, I've never been so scared on a plane. And then finally, they found a runway that approached that was um, perpendicular uh, to the storm. And then they just, and it was like easy sailing from there. But it was literally the craziest freaking thing I've ever been to. I was like, we're hey, going to die. We're going to die. Do we, <laughs> do we, do we, that any, any, like that story seemed like 10 times scarier than any hurricane, you know, that, that I've been through, except for, for two of them. It was pretty serious stuff that was going on. Watch, but you know when you're flying like that, not you know flying into Denver, 
it's like all flat, right? And then all of a sudden you look to your, you know, to the side of the, the mountain, and flat. you're like, wow, okay. That's, that's where they are. Cause as soon as you land, it's, it's flat. It's like, yeah, that's know. what most people don't know is like up until Denver. It yeah, is half the state is flat. like mountains and half the state is flat. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's flat, 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 flat. And then it's all mountains. Like yeah. for as far as you can see, which is it's I, I, the first time I landed in Denver, like two years ago, like I, like immediately I was looking around like flat. And then like the, what came into my head at the time was a line from dumb and dumber. Like, that John Denver is full of shit. You're right. You're like, Oh wow. Okay. There they yeah. are. <laughs> Crazy. It's I, I, I literally felt the same thing. The first time I flew in, I was like, it looks like Ohio. And then I remember seeing off as we were approaching and then I could see the mountains in the background. I was like, Oh, that's nothing like Ohio at all. That's yeah. actually quite crazy. Wait. So Danny, did you, did you say why you were in Guatemala? Oh, uh, <laughs> we uh, went to a Guatemala billfish invitational at Pacific spin up uh, in resort. And uh, you know, that resort's uh, just so amazing. You have such a wide range of species, pelagic fishes that are just in abundance. And it's just so fun because the action is just unbelievable. It's one of the best places in the world to fish. And that's you know, I live in Key West, but it's a you know different type of fishing. We do a lot of reef and wreck fishing here. And some pelagics do roll in, you know, but, you know, something like that where you're catching 52, 56 sailfish in three days. Wow. You know, tuna, it's just... It's tuna? different type of fishery, but um, it's uh, my, my home of Key West is, is, is a different type of fishery and it means so much to me. And, you know, that that out there is is, uh, is something strictly just for marlin and sailfish, you know, so it's different. We have a lot of uh, structure and reef. They, they do not. So it was interesting to get out there and try a new type of fishing a couple of years ago. And then uh, when we went back this uh last week and uh we did rather well in the tournament so it was pretty fun that's awesome i want all of us to schedule a fishing trip to the great alaskan wilderness and partake in the salmon run i'm down i heard the salmon runs getting pretty Uh, see this is like this is like where nature and me just kind of like you know (laughs) Danny's like, we have differences. It'd be in 80 degrees with an 80 on a big. It's not so much like the fishing in Alaska during, like, you know, he said the salmon run, and I immediately thought of a grizzly bear. So I'm just like, dude, what, you know, how far are we away going to be from a camp? Like, how many guns are we going to bring? Like, tell me more. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard the salmon run's not as great as it used to be just because of the lack of fishery. Yeah. Yeah. It's like crazy. I have a a friend of mine, he has a friend who actually works in the rivers during like the salmon run, he's a counter. So like he literally, as they're making their way up river, he like sits behind a machine that counts the salmon that are coming up. And he said, they've just dissipated year over year for like the longest time. It's less wow. this every year. Yeah, man, humans fuck shit up. How are you guys doing right here, fellas? What do you think? Huh? Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Don't I'm, get me I'm, started. I am not smoking it currently, but certainly I made my notes, right? Um, 
I don't even, so, I, I want to talk about it. I, but here's the thing. All three of you are smoking it. So I want to hear your take. Danny, we talked a little bit last night about it, but we didn't get into too much detail. And, yeah. and the only thing that I'll say before I ask everybody else, who's like really kind of in the middle or first part of smoking the cigar is that yeah. I can't believe that something, and this is like, I told Danny this last night, this is no bias bullshit because there's, yeah. there's no, some of my favorite manufacturers I've, smoked some stuff that I dislike and I'm not afraid to say it. Um, I cannot believe that this cigar could be produced at a rate for how good it is and make it make sense from a dollar perspective. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm I'm having a hard time fathoming how that even works. (laughs) Like just from an economical perspective, I'm like, how, how does that, how does that happen? Well, I mean, it's, it, it starts with, you know, the seed lines, you know, that, you, that you're working with and knowing what their capabilities are when you're trying to achieve uh, a flavor profile, you know, type of a performance that, you know, you're, you're chasing after. And it starts with that. Like what seed lines are we working with? What type of unique characteristics can we add in? Um, so, you know, Corojo and Criollo really, really go well. And, and the filler is a, a, a mix of both. Uh, from a couple different regions of Nicaragua and Esteli and Jalapa. So when we blend, we, we like to obviously start with understanding what each leaf can bring to the table. And we start smoking a lot of you know filler combinations just with the binders and kind of just checking on some balance. So when I, you know, blended, you know, this about, I don't know, about year, year and a half ago, I found it and I wanted to kind of find a good balance of value and, and, and depth that really can make sense for a lot of cigar uh, smokers and appeal to a lot of people. And we, we found a great uh, binder and uh, filler combination that, that, that achieved that. And, you know, with the preferences of what you guys were talking about, coincidentally, it, it lined up. I, you know, had quite a few, you know, that were made because, you know, of something that we wanted to do. And as soon as, you know, Alex and I talked about a project, you know, it was just kind of like, dude, like this, we, we already, we're, we're pretty much almost, I think, achieving what flavor profile these guys want. All we have to do is just figure out what, what kind of different little tinge that, we can add to the cigar that coincides with the marketing. And I think the simplicity of the Connecticut, you know, shade wrapper on the cigar amazing you know, fits, fits that, that band of marketing, you know, really well. And also I think, you know, when you, when you say that the cigars are straight, you know, donger, I think you kind of can, can match it up with, um, of like a type of combination where it's, you didn't expect this, like, this is this is something that you didn't expect. Like this this is something that just boom, right hook, you know, you didn't see. So that's kind of you know how I really, really was amazed on how it got put together. So things just worked out. They work out like that sometimes, man. And 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 when you create certain blends, you gotta create variations of different things and have journals and write things down and have inventory and we're we're thankful that uh we have that type of organization uh with our facilities there and 
and our, our, our partners doing a great job of keeping things in line with new projects that we could possibly do. Is yeah. There, is there any part of it? And this is a question for Alex. Alex, is there, is there any part of this? I, I know what you're going to say, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to ask the question to prompt okay. a realistic answer. Okay. Is there any part of you that is, is disappointed you didn't charge more for these cigars? <laughs> to be honest, um, question. <laughs> to be honest, to be honest, no, because, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to give, um, we're trying to give Rodriguez a spotlight and we're trying to give, you know, the hot ticket, um, uh, collective, both you and, and Chris, an opportunity, a platform to reach as many people as possible through, um, through the unity of a, of a good product. And, you know, sometimes you'll smoke a cigar that you'll say, you know, uh, this cigar should be priced at least, you know, twice as, as what you're paying for it. And obviously this cigar is not priced according to the market standards. It's priced according to factory direct, which is the platform that you guys are utilizing to, to channel this cigar. To be honest, Primera Clase has, has hit all my favorite spots. Um, it, it is slowly but surely becoming one of my top 10 favorite cigars. Um, one of the beautiful things of one of the beautiful things of, of connecting with, with, um, with Danny. And, and obviously I got to give, I got to give props to a lot of people and I'm, I'm even, I'm even going to shamelessly plug, you know, cigarclub.com and those guys have, have supported you and, and, and they, they built an, uh, like an aura of attention that I really, you know, shifted towards because of, um, and this cigar is honestly, it's, it's, it's like primera clase on steroids because, you know, I have three, three, three major comments, you know, on this cigar. And it was like, when you texted me that Corey, I'm like, holy shit, I believe exactly the same thing. It's like chocolate lava cake, which is a very strong note and perception that I get from smoking the primera clase, um, two best bang for your buck. I mean, honestly, this is, this is probably one of the two or three cigars that I can think of. Uh, and uh, again, not being biased again, not disrespecting other, uh, factory directs that have been, uh, uh, you know, uh, before this one, but this, this is competing as one of the best bang for your buck cigars I've ever smoked. Uh, because of what I get, because of how I relate it to Primera Clase, which I think is already way underpriced. Um, and, and the third, the third is, you know, yes, it's, it's underpriced for what it is based on, you know, this bank for your buck that I've just said, but it's also carrying a lot of complexity and a lot of, a lot of, you know, a lot of boldness to the smoke, not, not boldness in terms of, of strength, but every, every, every flavor profile that you get is, is very pronounced. And that's something that, you know, you can discern, um, when, when blending something and when trying to establish price point other than just, you know, how much inventory, uh, cost am I putting in the cigar, how much, uh, high quality tobacco I'm putting in there. But if the cigar is, is, is complex and, and it, it is, it is bold and it is every note, every, every flavor that you're trying to get out of it is precise and it is, uh, you know, punctual. You can certainly 
uh, ascertain your your valuation on the cigar based based on 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 that result. So, you know, I think those are my three major my three major comments on it. I don't want to get too much in, into the details. I want to let you guys kind of like you know break it down yourselves. But honestly, this is this is very similar to to what I feel when I smoke Primera Clase. Uh, Primera Clase is, is is a bit different. This is again uh, chocolate lava cake, and and it's it's just sweet and 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 pronounced and it's a great cigar uh to answer you yes it's it's underpriced obviously i think i think all of the cigars that we i think everything that we do is underpriced but it's part of the concept you know my cigar pack right. packs are priced at 35 dollars. most of all the packs that i've most of the packs that we've placed are are at least 45 50 60 dollars sometimes even 70 dollars in value so Factory Direct follows the same line. We're, you know, we're offering a a, a, a subscription service uh, to kind of highlight the manufacturer and and make people, you know, disregard branding and and you know the whole aura behind the brand itself, but more of like what can this manufacturer give me and you know how what can I get from 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 that experience so I can hunt more of it from that from the source. Yeah. And uh, that that's kind of my take. Yeah. Uh, it's just, Corey, it's, it's such an interesting question because I just want the listeners and people watching just to kind of close their eyes because this is how the cigar makes me feel. All right. It's the season. It's the season of giving and taking, mostly taking for me because I'm getting to enjoy this. But you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of being six years old on Christmas day, coming down the stairs, waiting to see what's underneath the Christmas tree and looking at the beautifully lit Christmas tree of all the arrangement of colors and ornaments that we help decorate and seeing, this is what it reminds me of, seeing and, and, and knowing at that exact point that there is the present that I've always wanted for that Christmas, which was a red Jeep Power Wheels sitting next to the Christmas tree. The thing that I always wanted for Christmas, I actually fucking got. And I just want other people to understand. I want you to, when you smoke this, I want it, I want, I want you to close your eyes and take, I want it to take you back to that time during Christmas when you received the exact same fucking gift that you wanted for Christmas and actually got that joy. <laughs> that sensation, that happiness that you got that Christmas, this is what that cigar gives you. It's what it gives you. It is it is the best Christmas gift ever. You know? <laughs> I would say it's it's definitely a pretty damn good one. That's yeah. for damn sure. Yeah, I, th I thought, you know, what was interesting to me was we talked about, uh, obviously, in the collaboration piece of this, we talked about flavor characteristics that we were kind of wanting to highlight Think about some of those things. And, and oftentimes, you know, we get a lot of you know, samples from manufacturers that will come with certain like flavor notes, right. From the blender. Yep. This is the intentionality around it. And, and most times, most times what they use as descriptors is not something that my palate picks up on necessarily, either in the way that they've articulated or in the combination or in certain iterations of the cigar, um, you know, certain things I may get and I say, yeah, okay, understandably I get that, that, that the presence of this makes sense, 
this may legitimately be one of the only cigars as we talk about flavor characteristics, the once that we had when we were kind of discussing and the outcome that was achieved as a result was literally exactly what I was hoping it would be, but quite frankly, was not expecting. So that was the craziest part to me is that as I smoked it, I was like, I, I don't even, who did I text? I text somebody, Alex, it may have been you, or actually it may have been Chris, or I was like, holy shit, like it, it, this happened. This, like the science meets the artistic piece of what this thing is actually yep. happened. It made sense in the way that I was hoping it would make sense with, yeah. with the understanding yeah. in my own head that it wasn't going to make sense. <laughs> Oh my God. I just realized it's insane to me how it, how either coincidentally or mad scientist, it is exactly what I want. I mean, I swear to God, the moment I smoked the cigar and I want to say, so Alex made a couple points. There's, there's two, two main points I make here. One from a flavor characteristic perspective and what we wanted to achieve for the collective masses who are going to buy this cigar and smoke it. I think from my own palatability, it's achieved that I'm, I'm, waiting for others to kind of articulate their thoughts. The other piece of it to me, which is something that in a more, I don't want to call this a valued cigar because it's not a value cigar. It's just at a value price, but it's not a value cigar. I want to make that distinction. Um, what I expected in terms of some of those things and people bring value cigars to the market typically means there there's some sort of sacrifice somewhere yeah. Agreed. And, and you just don't know what that's going to be, right? It could yeah. be in packaging. It could be in product. It could be in whatever. It could be in the manufacturing process, right? In the production process. And I open up the pack of these cigars and I'm looking at them going, I, I'm already confused at the get-go. <laughs> like, I'm already, like dense, thick. By the way, I took pictures specifically smoking the cigar and just the way that it ashed and the consistency of the burn. And I'm thinking in my own head, I'm going, well, where's the sacrifice? Like, I'm not, where's it at? And it just, there's nothing there. There wasn't anything there. It's, it's, it's an inexpensive cigar and it's legitimately one of the best cigars I've smoked as of recent, which is just crazy to me. I mean, Danny, I mean, hats off to you, obviously, because I love your yep. cigar. Yeah. You know, and, and I, and I don't want to jerk you off the whole episode because I know how much you're going to love that if I do it. And I don't want you to feel that good. <laughs> but the reality is, is like Alex already said, Premier Class A is a perfect example. It's one of my, one of my favorite cigars. And I have this Mount Rushmore list of cigars that I've just kind of, I've interchanged cigars in and out of. And yeah. that cigar is one that I just can't get enough of. And that's how I know it needs to be in my Mount Rushmore is because <laughs> as I smoke it, I, and, and the next day I'm contemplating, well, what should I smoke today? my mind is always going back to that cigar. And I have a series of those. And it's like this to me, and I agree with Alex, is like, it's like that on steroids. It's different, but there's so many similarities as far as what it gives you, the impact of what it gives you. Dude, it's like, it. Uh, to me, it's like, what are we even doing here, guys? What are I, like, we doing? For me, when I blend, like I'm looking for a lot of dessert-like textures. And sometimes where you're blending different prototypes, you know, you, you, you sometimes kind of just mess up the balance and you just want to put so much, you know, uh, you know, the hero from different regions, diesel from different regions. And next thing you know, it, things starts becoming complicated in a lot of, you know, like complex, you know, organization within your leaves and your blend need to be on point. Because if not, it's just 
so easy to just cigar per cigar. Just it's just not consistent. Um, so when I'm when I'm blending, I, I like to automatically just understand what seed lines we're working with, what flavor profiles that I'm looking for, which are dessert like textures. Yep. But the key is is that it's the adjustment of strength sometimes can affect the balance. And when you're working with seed lines that do work with one another, sometimes small adjustments can give you big results. Yep. And that's kind of how this started coming around is, you know, this is a kind of one of those cigars that can be very appealing to a lot of cigar smokers, not just from a, a price point perspective, but, you know, from a flavor profile perspective and, you kind of want to make some type of a distinction between what is now going to be considered now a value or premium cigar. Well, you know, to, to simplify that is you, you want to find a balance of both. And sometimes for me, I, I want to give a little bit more and kind of appeal to many smokers in, 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 in a price point that's fair because it's all about building and touching many people through the products that you make, you know, and that's kind of one of the big points of why I wanted to blend a cigar like this is because appealing to certain and many people is why people want to enjoy cigars and people maybe want to start enjoying cigars. Whereas you select certain few that can potentially just handle something this bold, this strong and could be two dimensional, but that was the thought process on this and, and, and the thinking that, you know, our team has. And we were very fortunate to, to have a great team that cares about it as much as anyone in the company. And that's just, you know, a, a, a really good thing to have. And, you know, being that we've been around for, you know, 36 years, but I feel like we're kind of a brand new cigar company to the market. You know, and uh, I uh, have always been taught to, to really, really provide a, a great product at, an, uh, at, a, at a great price. And we, we have a lot of blends and a lot of, you know, things and raw materials that allow us to, to create things like this, which we're very fortunate to have. Oh, my God. It just donged on me. <laughs> Final words. <laughs> Fucking Danny is Cigar Santa. He literally brought us. So it's crazy. My dad is the official Santa of Key West. <laughs> no way. Where <laughs> you like? Like it sucks this year because he's retiring, and I love my dad. He's 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 honestly, you know, my superhero. This, this guy's worked his ass off his whole life, and I'm really glad that I've had a chance to be around someone that can instill those type of qualities in me. You know, he played college baseball. He wore 26. I played college baseball. I wore 26. And it was just kind of like a bond that me and my dad had. And, and you know, for me, being able to have, you know, my dad in, a, in, in this part of the year to, 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 to get into it. I'm not, and I'm not talking about, like, some junior varsity Santa. I'm talking about, like, legit leather boots, you know, red velvet, you know, custom suit, the whole nine. Yeah, he's on the fire trucks in the Christmas parade going down to Ball Street and around town and hundreds <laughs> of thousands of people. Holy and shit. Like, you know, when you're younger, you're like, damn, bro, come on, dad. For real? <laughs> <laughs> but now, you know, I 
I know what, and I know, you know, why he did it because he has a, you know, he has a, a love for, you know, you know, making kids happy because, you know, he's a, he's been a teacher. He's retiring from teaching here at the Horace O'Brien middle school. And, you know, he's, he's one of these types of people that he could talk to anyone and he's just so super laid back and, you know, I love him very much, man. So. Oh yeah. Dude, hats off to your dad. That's awesome. Yeah. So now that you said that Danny's a Santa, I was like, oh shit. (laughs) 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 I don't know about that, man. (laughs) I don't know, man. You may have to take over the reins. That may be, uh, that may be your calling going forward. You've already got the beard going. I mean, you just got to grow it a little I know, bit. I know, I know. Thanks. I get it. I, 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 got, a, I got a couple, you know, Santa hairs coming through. I didn't say it was gray. I just said you have a beard. You <laughs> that that's what I was thinking. But uh, I'm still I'm still fairly thin to be considered a Santa, bro. You know, I, think I would I, agree with that. Yeah. Years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to add a few LBs before you make that a reality. <laughs> So Chris, Chris, I commercial with my dad, you know, videoing him trying to just showing what would Santa choose. You know, I'll I'll get into that later. I'll show you guys what my idea was. I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to give anybody. Oh, I love it. (laughs) It's going to be pretty cool if we can uh, we can get it done before Christmas. That's that would be awesome. Yeah. So, Chris, I have a question for you since you are trucking your way through this cigar. And since we've already kind of talked about. Um, well, Danny probably put it best in terms of creating something that was going to appeal to the masses, which is something we all collectively talked about. Do you feel just in, in the way you're smoking the cigar now and just being kind of halfway through it, do you feel that the flavors imparted are something that do appeal to the masses just based on your own opinion? Totally. You know, like one, one of the things that we initially said about the cigar was, is that I have, I particularly have a very bold palate. Like I like heavy cigars. I like bold cigars. And what's great about this cigar is it hits right in the middle where it gives me what I want, (laughs) which is a real earthy, earthy kind of nutty, woody flavor with a good medium amount of spice. It's kind of a, a good cigar, even for a new smoker, because there's so much rich flavors in it that you're not going to be turned off if you're a new smoker, right? Like it's, it's, it's like a great, in between now if i had to base it on like our review scale i would say that the strength on this thing is probably like a three out of five right um but it hits i would say medium plus yeah yeah i would say 3.5 yeah almost leaking towards medium full but not not there yeah Yeah. i agree seven out of ten agreed and there's just this always there's this subtle undertone of of creaminess and sweetness that comes along with those subtle smooth bitterness not like a harsh bitter like you know there's some cigars you'll smoke that have like really harsh bitterness which is sometimes works really complimentary with like heavy spice cigars but this bitterness is smooth man it's like that bitterness with sweetness is such a nice undertone that when you're taking a soft little hit on it it's so flavorful. Yeah, to it's me, so that's, that's kind of like indicative of that that cocoa component that I yep. taste so much in the cigar, which is up front, up, up front, which is which is a flavor component of which we've we agreed on is like, I this is what I want. We kind of talked about the meatiness, and we talked about this the the kind of the cocoa component of it, which I think that that bittersweet combination. Yep is where that's kind of derived from it. And to me, it's just, it's just wild when I smoke it and I go, well, that's exactly what I get. 
you know, and so yeah, even, like, oh, it's even the, the aroma, even the aroma, oh God, is sweet. Yeah. it's ridiculous. The aroma gives you like a, like, like a sweet molasses feel, you know, like definitely, you know, oh, like, my, my father-in-law, I was, I was smoking this. We were like going to this uh, Christmas exhibit and I, and I was telling Danny yesterday when I was talking to him last night that I got him like late in the afternoon. Cause you had to reroute that shipment whole squirrely thing. Anyway, UPS gets them to me on Friday. It's late. We're going out that night for a Christmas. I had like an hour and 15 minutes to smoke this cigar. And I was like, I'll be damned if I wait to smoke this. So I just cracked that bad boy open. Sorry, smoke it. My father-in-law comes over and I'm sitting out front. He's a cigarette smoker, but also a cigar smoker. And I'm sitting there smoking it. And he's downwind from me, literally going like this. <laughs> so every time I puff smoke, he's five feet away from me, just going, God, that smells good. <laughs> and you know what's crazy is that a lot of times we don't even realize this because we get so caught up in the flavors. Like, do you ever catch a cigar that tastes great smelling off? Yeah. 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 It's like a, it's like a catch 22 in your mind while you're smoking. You know, you're like, well, what, what, yep. Tasting that or am I smelling that? Like, what, what's going on here? Yeah, definitely. I mean, aromatics and, and what you get from the, the, like sensory in, in terms of mouth versus nose. Oftentimes I, I get this one, one kind of in, impacts another in terms of like amplification. And oftentimes it's totally different. Like I, you always use Davidoff as an example. It's kind of a weird anomaly to me in some of their cigars because the aromatics of the cigars don't often match the flavors that are imparted when you're smoking it. It's a really weird thing, but I, I have had so many instances of where one doesn't necessarily match the other. <laughs> and I it kind of throws that, everything off that, from a palatability perspective that, because they play off one another. It kind of throws me off. That's a good point. That's a good point. And, and I, I, I want to say that traditionally attributes, and correct me if I'm wrong, Danny, to drier uh, tobacco, to lower primings that burn uh, more and provide less strength, um, but at the same time, these carry less oils. So these are going to be a little, uh, a little bitter, a little harsher on the palate, um, not relating to strength, but relating to the flavor itself. Uh, but at the same time, these are going to be um, components that are going to provide less aroma because of the lesser of the oils and lesser of the complexity in the tobacco. So these most Davidoff traditional lines are are just are designed for you know the average smoker or for the the, the broader audience uh that doesn't care for that much um complexity in terms of of uh the aroma and the strength and just an easygoing cigar so more easygoing cigars with uh tobaccos that are, have less oils and are lower primings and and, and usually carry less strength are gonna are gonna give you that weirder uh aroma instead of that you know uh, complex and, and very refined aromas that, you know, you get from tobaccos that have more oils. So that, that's, that's, that could be related, you know, uh, directly intrinsically related to, to those cigars that you've been smoking from, from, from Davidoff, which, you know, nothing bad, but. Well, I'll tell you this. I think Davidoff does a hell of a job to be quite yep. honest in all, in all facets of the game. You know, they've, they've been doing it for so long, for so many years. You know, uh, it's uh, it's it's something that I've had the pleasure of enjoying. You know, quite a few Davidoff cigars. I don't. I mean, at, at that point, it's just crazy because you don't sometimes really pay attention to to the aroma because we're so caught up in the taste and stuff like that. But 
you know, for me, uh, they, they've, uh, I, I, they appeal to so many smokers have been doing it for so many years in, in the great country of Dominican Republic. So sure. uh, for me, I, to be able to achieve both, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's great. It's, it's something, something special uh, because we want as much as we can, you know, for, for our, our experience smoking the cigar. And to, to what Alex was saying is the higher up you go in primings, the more oil content, the more, you know, nicotine content that uh, provides a lot of flavor and strength are to the upper echelons of the plant. Yeah. And uh, that's, that is why sometimes we can, you know, get all that aroma, flavor, you know, great burn and, and, but you can have a great high priming wrapper. If it's not well fermented, it, it can be compromised. Mm, right. So it's just, okay, you got the priming that you want, but this needs to sit and ferment and, and, and do its time without being rushed, you know, because sometimes we get the, the, the itch that, all right, come on, let's start using it. Right. Where it's like, you know, in the back of your mind, you're like, yeah, it's, 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 if you're kind of saying that it's, it's kind of. Right. It's, it's almost, not, yeah, it's, it's almost it, like if you're questioning yeah. it, wait. Yes. It's like, you know, it's not, it's, to me, it's not worth rushing it because it's such a high priming and of course. we're in this industry to, to work with vintage products. Right. Now with this cigar, like this cigar, if again, I want you guys to close your eyes again, because <laughs> guy with the eyes <laughs> when you smoke this cigar, <laughs> the feeling I get from the, the aroma of it is it's like Santa's warm embrace where I can kind of smell Santa's musk and feel his breath on me. <laughs> In his love, Santa's must. You know, like it's so it's so refreshing and so soothing. It's just unreal. It's unreal. It's the it's the perfect stocking stuffer. <laughs> if, you had, if you had to really like think like what does Santa's must smell like? What would be like? What would be like your your take on that? I have like two things that are for sure like are resonating in my head that when I smell them, I swear I think of sand. I've got it. Whiskey droplets uh, mixed with a little bit of BO. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping you were going to say like a cinnamon broom or perhaps maybe some, you know, some Douglas fir pine needles. Dude, that guy is up and down. How many chimneys? You can't tell me there's not an element of body odor from sweat. (laughs) And if you got to deal with all those kids, you damn, you're drinking on the job for sure. <laughs> I'm just saying that's right. That's I'm, true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> and a little, and a little ax spray on it. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, who made ax spray by the way? And who still uses it? I know. <laughs> what? No fucking way. I just found a bottle of it. <laughs> In my drawer this morning. That's so great. Yeah, I think from literally my mom bought it for me when I was like in high school. <laughs> like, where did this come from? What are you what are you guys drinking, man? Um, I'm drinking 1792 small batch bourbon. Nice. Yes. Which is pretty good. I was drinking some Japanese whiskey, I think. 
<laughs> but it's nice. Gone. It's gone now. Centauri? Do what? Centauri. Centauri. Excuse me. Centauri. Centauri whiskey. That's some good stuff, man. That is that's good stuff. But I wanted to introduce you guys here. I don't know if you've uh, you probably have seen Papas. Did I was I've literally been eyeballing that the entire time. Um, I'm ask you what Papa Solar, 24 years Solera. It's a uh, Ernest Hemingway inspired rum. Nice, great uh, complex rum that's got a lot of a lot of you know caramel, a lot of coffee notes. Mm. You know, it's 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 really a Key West kind of a, a, a thing to to be enjoying while you're here, accompanied by. A Rodriguez cigar. So I want to give a big shout out to, you know, our 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 brothers over there and sisters at Papa's Pilar right down the street here in Key West, Florida. That's awesome. They uh love they it. Have a great uh, distillery and factory tour, and we we have been you know partnered up with them for for quite some time, and they are just fantastic, and it just coincides with the historic ambiance of Key West, Ernest Hemingway cigars, rum. And, uh, you know, they, they're fantastic. So big shout out to Papa's Pilar. Oh, my gosh. Are they distributed all over the United States, Danny? Do you know? Like, is Absolutely. it easily accessible? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, they are. Good. I'm, I'm a huge fan of rum, although I've I'm I've just been on this bourbon tear. I mean, I'm going after all the rare bottles right now. All of them. I hunt daily. Yeah. I'm like a hunter hunting elk in the middle of the Rocky Mountains. I, I I haven't really got into bourbon, you know, because I think that's like a type of liquor that you would drink when it's colder outside. Typically. You know what I mean? Like with the, with the whole environment of where you live, I think that's kind of more a country, Kentucky, Midwest, like mountain type of thing to drink. Yes. Uh, but, you know, Alex is coming from you straight from, you know, Rum Central out there. Yep. But I, I honestly believe that some good bourbons, they're pretty damn good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I had, I love rum and, and – like I get it now. Oh, you know? they are – I'm telling you, man. I've got I'm, – I'm, I'm two hours away from the bourbon capital of the world, and so they just funnel and filter everywhere around me, and I've gotten just some great stuff. I mean, bourbon is like yeah. – I'm so deep into it now. It's, it's weird. It's like with cigars, it's been like a, a huge passion of mine for a long time. Like since, you know, I was 19 years old, I think I started smoking cigars and it got to the point just in the recent, like two years where I started getting into bourbon more so in the last year. And I'm, I'm chasing bourbon now. Like I chase cigars. Like it's my new, it's like this new thing. And the fact that they're so complimentary of one another, they go so well together. Like but I like, pair cigars with bourbon almost daily. And I look for like, like that, dude, like, let's be honest. You got to have some type of awesome humidor. You got to have some type of like, you know, case that holds the bottles. If you're going to have like, I mean, you gotta, you know what I mean? Like you, it's gotta be stored proper. I'm assuming you already have checked that mark off. Oh, no. yeah. I, I just, well, I mean, I do, but I just moved into a new house not that long ago. Like literally Alex came, he stayed with me for a few days, like the week I, I, I moved in on the weekend and he came like a few days later. So Dude, like, but your, your basement setup is going to be ridiculous. Oh yeah. So when, we, when you have that set up, it's going to be Alex, crazy. You went up there. You, you went up there. Yeah, man. Yeah. He came and stayed with me for a few days. 
Oh, jeez. Yeah, man. it was it was a lot of fun. Like I I just he came, you again? what city are you at again, man? I'm I'm just south of uh or sorry, just north of Cincinnati. Just well don't don't ask don't ask USPS where he's at because they're not gonna fucking know. I'm in uh I'm in Trump I'm, I'm in Trump country. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um so you're two hours away from Kentucky? Yeah. I I I'm two hours away from the bourbon capital of the world. I'm 30 minutes away from Kentucky. Like I can hop that's over the border anytime. That's it. Kentucky, Kentucky doesn't know what's going to hit them. Hopefully in 2021 in the fall. Wow. Let's do it. I'm in. I'm in. I, as, I was actually. Does that mean you're going to big... come up here? What do you? No, we're just going to Facetime. You, you walk through all the distilleries. I'll just. Well, I didn't know. It's like, do you want to go on a fucking tour? I didn't. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, then yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm. I'm. I'm in. The end. I'm. Yeah, I'm super close to all that. Oh, Chris. Stuff. Chris. Chris is literally in the heart of it. Like where he lived now is like he's in the middle of it. Yeah. Like I just want you to close your eyes again and picture. Christ, no closing our fucking eyes anymore. Uh, where I live, I live <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a place of Kentucky that's surrounded by. Very wealthy people, but in a place where sheep are scared of men. There's there's plenty of roads <laughs> where that don't have guardrails where you'll fall into a ravine in your vehicle, and there's houses with just an uns- absurd amount of aluminum siding sitting in their front lawns, with plenty of broken down trucks without truck beds. And trailer homes placed sporadically. It is it is it is the definition of what you think Kentucky is, is where I live. Chris is in one of the only places. He's legitimately in the place that still thinks incest is okay in the whole entire US. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I think we might have to uh well you, that's that's where you want me to go. No, 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 no. You're going to go oh, a little bit south of there. The <laughs> You're going to go into a much more refined place, much oh. more better better countryside, more civility in terms of its population. Okay, right. A lot now less... We're, now, uh, we're, now we're talking. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. I live... Where, 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 the incest, where the incest only goes as far as, you know... <laughs> where I, where yeah, I yeah. live, where I live, yeah. it's, it's people that still think it's 1970s. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's where I live. So yeah, I'm 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 sorry if I tossed out that awesome idea, but <laughs> no, it's I, a it's I, a. I hope we can actually, you know, dude, it's a great idea. And here's the reason I say it's a great idea because I wanted to spend the majority of my summer going to Kentucky to do the bourbon trail tour because you can't do it. You can't visit all the distilleries that I want to visit in a day because they're so spread out. So you have to do like like three or four of them in a weekend and you've got to hit pockets. So I was going to spend the majority of my summer doing that. Well, obviously COVID-19 hit and they all shut down. So they didn't, they stopped doing tours. Some of them opened back up, but not enough for me to warrant going down and driving two hours to hit like one of them and then drive back. You know, you want to, you want to hit as many as you can. So um, next year, I think will be ideal. I think we're, we're well on our way to um, especially in Kentucky because it's pretty lawless for the most part. Like they don't follow government rules. Like if it's, it's like COVID-19 hit and they're like, yeah, we'll comply for a little bit. And then it kind of got to the point they were like, go fuck yourself, government. <laughs> we aren't <laughs> complying anymore. We're kind of over it. 
we're going to open back up. And that's kind of how they've been operating in the last few months. So I suspect, you know, springtime, summertime of next year, they'll all be very much open again, doing all their full tours and everything like that. If I may, if I may, you know, we talked about, you know, uh, price versus value. You know, let, let's yep. just put all that aside for just one second. I, in this time where, you know, times are, could be very rough for, for a lot of folks, uh, for us to be able to, to produce that product that you guys kindly mentioned that it, it just, it, it, it's a very, 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 you know, great product for, for what it is, right? I think, I think it's an honor to hear you guys say things like that because, you know, a lot of folks are not in a position to be spending 10, 15, 30, 40 bucks on cigars. And, uh, it, you know, during this conversation that we were having, you know, I really kind of felt grounded by that. Um, and the fact that appealing to so many different people. And I just wanted to just throw a shout out to people out there that are, you know, hustling and bustling just to, you know, create happy moments for their family. And if a cigar that we created, you know, has and been able to give someone such a great experience at, at an affordable price, you know, that that's that's more valuable than any damn price point you can put on it. To be to be honest with you, like that's 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 what I wanted to say, and I just wanted to give a shout out to those people that are hustling and bustling and 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 doing things uh, for their families, and and that's that's what it's all about. Yeah, I, Amen. I I couldn't agree. Amen, dude. What's crazy is there's people that are buying not one pack but like a few packs, <laughs> just like oh, buying now a good handful of packs, which is great. Well, you know that's that that that's fantastic stuff, man. It's uh it's it's always good to to enjoy something that you create with people that are that are just stand up and uh, people that just love this industry that that care for it. That's what it's all about. That's what brings us all together. Yeah, absolutely. Completely. So I, I'll, I'll do this is where we definitely hit over the hour mark, but I have a question for each uh, Danny and Alex, because we are, we are approaching the end of 2020, which has been a complicated year for everybody. And I think everybody yep. has spent the majority of the time making the best of what is otherwise a, a pretty terrible situation as Danny just kind of mentioned and what he said. So for you guys individually, and Danny, I'll start with you. What does the outlook look like? And what, what do you want to accomplish in 2021? You, you suggested something to me last night, which I love that you said, and you said you're very competitive. Um, you also stated earlier in terms of, and, and, I'll, and I'll say this in, in what I believe is very positive. Rodriguez Cigars, I mean, I was just really turned on to you like not that long. I mean, maybe six, seven months ago. Fell in love with the product fell in love with everything that you guys do. And then I discovered that you have this really weird cult following kind of like these diehard dedicated people. Like there's people who follow us are like fucking ride or die. And there's times of which like a Tuesdays, I always post like, here's my top shelf Tuesday. Like if I could, and it's almost like if I could create these cool, unique five packs, what would they look like? And I just kind of take some inventory that I have. I'll take some photos of them. And then I just ask, I love asking our collective audience and the people who follow us on Instagram, what do they think? Like, which one would you choose? Which one are you going to ride with as your first smoke? If you could pick one out of these five. And I remember like the ones that I put Rodriguez cigars in, it's like the fucking people come out of the woodwork and it's like, there'll be a hundred comments and 80 of the comments are Rodriguez. And I'm like, 
where the fuck did you all come? Because I'll have like Illusione in there and Tatuaje and, you know, we have Crown Heads, E.P. Carrillo, my father. And then I've got the Premiera Class A is just like embedded in the middle of those. And eight out of the hundred are Rodriguez. Like, where the fuck did you all come from? <laughs> well, um, you know, it, uh, it means a lot. Uh, to me to first off continue the family company in my grandfather's footsteps uh, and one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to do that was the amount of relationships that my grandfather made through none other but love and uh, he never spoke English so his secret weapon was service his secret weapon was the connection of his people and you know I, I really embraced that and I, I can't you know, put into words like the amount of and the types of supporters that we have. It's uh, it's it's a pleasure to to have meet or, or you know seen and, and talk to a lot of them. You know, it, it's, it's 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 special to see the following. You know, it's uh, it's part of me. That's that's what drives me. To be honest with you, is doing it none other for the for, for the people. Period. That's. That's why we want to put a name on a product that you can enjoy is what's in the box. What type of you know service do you provide when people want to visit you and travel from different places to come and see you? You know, that that's that's the special, you know, connection that we want to build with each and every single one of our people that come into our store or people that find our products elsewhere on the internet or on a retailer or through a special project for you guys. And uh, that's that's what I've been taught, and that's what I want to continue to create, and that's what honestly is what's pushing me for 2021 is to continue to do good things for for those types of supporters, and and and, and that's the bottom line. Dude, I I, I, I I want to second that. I want to compliment that with you know uh, uh, my stance and my whole team's stance is essentially the same. You know, remain humble and and build a platform, uh, long lasting brand and a platform that can translate to, you know, and impact a lot of people's uh, lives in a positive way, um, you know, as, as to what's in store for, you know, the upcoming year, there's, there's a lot of things. I want to actually show you guys a few things right here. For example, we've got the, got the new pouch that I'm really exi excited for because we're going to have new packaging. We're going to have the Bovida uh, logo printed in there and the factory direct here as well with a new small project that we're coming up with aficionado house you got the qr code here and then uh we're not going to have it hot stamped i actually have um a few of the prototype labels that i will place on a little later on these are this is option one for the medium to full um option two for the medium to full and option three i'm going to be taking pictures and sending them to you all in probably like 30 minutes and then these are the mouth medium, uh, mouth medium, and mouth medium right here. Um, so that's pretty exciting. We're going to be venturing out to um, to different markets. I, I really want to pin down on Australia. We've got a nice following from Australia, Japan. Uh, we're actually going to uh, branch out a distribution agreement with uh, a Japanese partner. So uh, we're going to have to to really work on that to, to have. Uh, my cigar cool. pack, um, you know, yeah, yeah. Congrats. you know, thanks, man. And it's because of you guys, it's because of everybody that, that, that's a partner and, and, uh, and, and helps and, and humbly supports us. 
just as I told you guys, we got to make a hot ticket segment in both my cigar pack and cigar yard and have you guys sell your own stuff. You know, those samplers that you say, Hey, I love these set. These five cigars are my five ideal ones. Let's make them and let's sell them in our platform. Because I know you guys have your own stuff going on and you're not going to dive into this, but it's a way for you to kind of get, you know, step your foot in and, and kind of like, you know, see what works and, uh, you know, growing a lot of, a lot of things are coming up this 2021. We have a, a retailer program where we're going to sell the packs through retailers um, at a discounted rate. We're not going to make any money, money off of it. But if, you know, a retailer in Arizona can carry these packs and their consumers can try the Primera Clase and the Series 84 and what have you and say, hi, hey, I like the cigar, you don't carry it. You know, we can be that connection with no, you know, no financial interest to get Danny connected to that shop so they can carry that cigar. Uh, so we're going to be doing a lot of fun things. And I want to keep working with people like you that, you know, not just support us, but mean something to the industry. So, you know, 2021 is going to be bright. And as long as we keep doing things correctly um, and, and I could do this for a living, I don't care if I make money off of it. I have other ideas to make money off of it. This is this is just to, you know, channel my passion through through you know, this beautiful industry and to what I've been doing actually, you know, since I was 19 years old, not coming from a, a cigar or a tobacco family. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure you guys relate um, as, as, as it pertains to you guys, you Corey and Chris. And, and, you know, as you said, uh, Danny, you, you're, you're picking up what your ancestors um, have laid down for you as a foundation and you're, you're carrying it with, with respect, humility and, and, and great work. So, Thank hats you. off to you and hats off to you guys for, for being an amazing um, set of partners. So absolutely. Yeah. Ditto. Yeah, man. We're Chris, Chris and I are like first generation cigar smokers in our family. Although I think like most previous generations actually worked on tobacco farms. But when I say tobacco farms, I mean in Virginia and the Hills of Kentucky <laughs> for, you know, big, I, I want to say like big tobacco companies, not necessarily rolling uh, uh, tobacco for cigars. <laughs> They're rolling tobacco for cigarettes. My dad started doing that at like 12 years old. So <laughs> although it's in the family, it, to, to, to get my dad to smoke a cigar would be an, an impossible feat at this point. So it really, from a, from a generational perspective in the Allen family, it starts with Chris and I, weirdly enough. Well, I mean, it's... Uh... It's something to start, you know, with, but at the same time, it, it, that whole first generation thing, yeah, you know what, don't feel like you've been left out of like knowledge from cigar smoking and stuff like that. You know what I mean? You know, right. don't, don't feel like you haven't had a, like knowledge bestowed upon you, you know, and, and we don't, we shouldn't allow first generation cigar smokers to feel that way either. Right. Correct. It's about what your palate is accepting in the moment that you're in right finding things and 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 playing with things along the way that can appeal to wow you know what this is okay now i understand how somebody can enjoy something like this just by just going out and just dabbling with different strength preferences and 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 just kind of easing the way to develop a cigar smoker based on celebratory moments and not habitual ones, right? Right. Yeah, completely. And that's, 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 that's the balance right there. 
And I think, I think too, is like, even, even for folks who are, are in it, you know, like I would say all four of us collectively, right? Like this is, this is like an, an ingrained part of your life. I mean, for Danny, for you and Alex, like this is a livelihood for Chris and I, this is a heavy passion, right? This is something that we, you know, when I'm done working at my normal job throughout the day that I start doing this, this is what I do for the remainder of my time. Um, way late into many hours and many nights, right? So I think part of it too is like, um, it's that continued education. It's a continued learning. Like even talking to guys such as yourself, who Alex, I think has one of the best business minds that I've known in terms, especially for how young you are, it really pisses me off. Um, <laughs> I appreciate just that. Man. An amazing business mind and just a lot of foresight into how tobacco can be translated into this new world that we're living in. And Danny, everything that you take from generations and you've been able to take that and make it your own thing and something that people love and enjoy, um, you know, from, from starting, you know, long time, like you, we, we've talked about this before and you're on the podcast before it's like this migration from Cuba to Key West. And a lot of people don't understand. It's like Key West was like the origin in the United States for tobacco. Like it didn't migrate to Florida and to Miami and to these other parts of Florida until way later. So there's a generational thing there, but there's this evolution of knowledge and experience and all which can be imparted by and new smokers. And it's like, I strive to learn something in tobacco literally every single day of the week, every day of the week. If I can pick up yep. something new that I didn't understand before, I'm like, boom. And I'll do that for every single day for the rest of my life. Danny, by the way, do you know, uh, Thomas Favelli. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know him personally, like hung out with him numerous times, but I mean, I've, I've met with him. Yeah. Yeah. He's times. a great guy. He's a, he's a big part of, uh, you know, Key West cigar history. You know, um, he you sold a, a bunch of, of his things in there. A lot of collections. Yeah. 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 A lot of, we, you know, he's, he sold a bunch of, uh, he sold his entire portfolio, 1876 cigars. I don't know if you know, uh, yep. a bunch of those cigars. He sold them to, to, to uncle Hochi when I was, just starting to work there, you know, seven, eight years ago. And, and, uh, I, I, I worked with redesigning those brands. Unfortunately, you know, Hochi as a businessman, he sold them off to like, you know, CI and Catalan transformed them to catalog brands. But a few of those, like, you know, La Vista de Gatoville and, and a few of traditional Key West brands are still, yeah. um, in, in the, in the plans of, of being transformed into, into premium, uh, brands. So, so a lot of history in Key West. I agree with that. Absolutely. So, and, and that's the thing though, we're, you know, we're just so fortunate to be based in, you know, here to be, you know, always been based here. And, um, you know, the, the, the uniqueness is, is, means a lot to us and we want to embrace that. But 2021, I'm going to, I'm going to leave with this. Speaking of history in Key West, we have a, I have a project that I haven't released. I've had for quite some time in my possession, in fact, since 2017. Few people know about it. A lot of people don't. But 2021, she uh, she might land. Let's go. Cigar Santa's bringing us something new. I'll I'll leave it there. (laughs) There, but it's something going to be very you know special to us. I thought you were going to fucking tell us. <laughs> what? I thought this was the season for giving. No, he he just gave us this. Dude, this is the season. The tip of the dollar. I, I, I just dropped. Yeah, just he dropped. has. 
something down the chimney, Bubba. You know what I'm saying? You got to, you got to, it's got to be a, at least another year to hey, see if you tip, want the, the dunger. The, just listen, the buddy. The dunger. I don't have a fucking chimney here. So you got to drive it somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm literally sitting there. Like, I don't know. I, I've got to capture the moment since I'm recording this, capture the moment of my face where I'm just like, what's coming? And then you're like, it'll be here. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> Where's the oh, fucking crescendo? I can't, I can't. I can't, bro. I can't. I just, uh, I just have to keep it like that for right now. I'm sorry to right. uh, leave you. Can we at least be like a couple of the people that know? You know when it does happen. Uh, it's 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 gonna be something kind of cool that represents. <laughs> you know, if you need elves, I'll be an elf. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Corey actually looks like one right now. I, I, <laughs> I know, dude. You know, I look like a Key West elf. But I just want to say it's been a pleasure speaking with you guys. I, uh, I'm, I'm so glad that we were able to come together and create such a special project for, for a lot of people during this time of year, especially during this time of year. And uh, that, that means a lot is, uh, is to be able to be in the December pack for Factory Direct. Alex, you have such a great program going on with that, and uh, we were just uh, humbled to be a part of it, and we look forward to continue growing this with uh, with my cigar pack and, and the hot ticket pod. You guys have just been great, and uh, it's it's always a pleasure speaking with all of you. Yeah, likewise, brother. I'm I'm honored. I'm honored to have you guys. I mean, come on, together, like both of you together in the same, you know, fusion. I know it's, it's kind of crazy, isn't it? I'm, right. I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm getting bombarded with all this blonde hair and blue eye bullshit. You guys yeah, you definitely <laughs> are getting. You definitely are getting that. And for that, we apologize. I would say in this uh, in this instance, you're the you're the odd man out from a physicality perspective. Um, right. Not because you're not good looking, but <laughs> you don't have the long blonde hair. But actually, Alex, it looks like you may have had a little bit of a trim. Which uh, dare I say? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. But yeah, it'll it'll definitely be remembered as as the pack with the three Allen Bros and, and Danny for sure. <laughs> it's going to be the pack that that for me always be in my eyes that I will always remember the piece of literature that you wrote, and I might honestly, <laughs> I might honestly like. Like print it out and put that on my refrigerator for about a year, man. Yeah, I've and I, and I've <laughs> got to say as a cheap plug, so we do have information on the cigar, so it's up on the Hot Ticket Weekly site right now. So you can go to hotticketweekly.com. Um, there's a link at the top that says Dongers Knockout Release. What Danny is referring to in terms of uh, what Alex wrote, you'll see a portion in there that says Alex from my cigar pack, um, which will have his comments about the and it's. I literally, I mean, I'm not kidding, Alex. Danny called me last night. Anything after that, like I would have diluted everything that you beautifully put together. <laughs> Danny texts me and goes, "Hey, you got a minute?" It was what, like 9:30, and I was like, "Yeah, of course." And he calls me and he reads me the whole thing, and then ends up going, "How the fuck do I follow up with that?" And I hadn't read it yet, so he literally we sat on the phone. He read the whole thing to me. And I was That's dying great. laughing, dude. I have not laughed that hard in my life. I was like, I haven't read it yet. And then as he was reading, I was like, doesn't surprise me at all. Doesn't surprise me at all that you wrote that, <laughs> which I absolutely love. I think it's so great. So you can check it out there. There's links to buy it. You can buy it through Alex. You can correct me if I'm wrong. So you can go to mycigarpack.com. If you're already a subscriber to uh, My Cigar Pack, you can get the Factory Direct as an add-on. You can get the Factory Direct as its own subscription, or you can buy them on Cigar Yard in 
these, I'm going to call them single five packs, but it's just one five pack and you buy a five pack at a time. Yeah. And in Cigar Yard, you could buy three, four, five, five packs. As, you can just uh, buy as many multiple, five packs yep. as you absolutely want to get your hands on. As Chris already articulated earlier, these are great stocking stuffers for Christmas time frame. So get those orders in now, but that's where you can get them. And Danny, thank you so much for um, being part of this project with us. I, I couldn't think of anybody else. Yeah. I'm so glad that that came together in this manner. Uh, love you to death. Love you talking to you. Yeah. Uh, same. Like I, I mean, there's, I, I, if they, I could just make this a weekly podcast, I would do it. But I feel like our at some point our audience would be like, "Why do you have the same guys on all the time?" <laughs> like, well, guys I love talking to. I don't like talking to anyone else this much. Um, but that's that's how much it is a pleasure for us. So I thank you too for both of you for being on, um, allowing us to be a part of this. Number one, and just kind of the the supported effort around it has been amazing. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us, man. Thank you for, for you guys' continued support and uh, support of our fans. We love you, and uh, happy holidays this season. Yeah, likewise. Yep. Same here, guys. Thank you. I'm honored. Uh, you already know all the rest. I uh, love you guys. So thank you, and, you know, until the next one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. See you guys. Have a wonderful holiday. Uh, happy holiday. Happy holidays, guys. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Let me tell you how you can get a hold of us. You can get a hold of myself at the Hot Ticket Pod on Instagram. You can get a hold of Chris at Hot Ticket Chris on Instagram as well. You can find this podcast. It is available all over the place. You can find it on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. And you can find the podcast available on video on YouTube. Look up the Hot Ticket Weekly on YouTube. And you can watch all the fun happen before your eyes. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode. And as always, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes if you could. And check out our show sponsor, My Cigar Pack, at www.mycigarpack.com. Again, thanks for listening. We'll be back at you next week.